following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is Nick Schatz, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Nikki Spagnola. And it is time for another edition of Mick Shots High Noon on a Thursday here mm. in the SWBC Podcast Studio. Cowboys and Bears on Sunday at noon. Cowboys making moves this week. Bears making moves this week that affect the Cowboys not only on Sunday but down the road. And we've got anniversaries around here, and uh, it's a great day to talk Cowboys here on Mix Shots. Right, Everson Walls, as as, uh, Mickey Spagnola opens the door. I opened the door. He opened the door for the man. The man. What is happening here, baby? What is going on, man? The man says, move over, Mickey. Let me take a seat here. (laughs) (laughs) What is happening here? Oh, he got the hat going on. Got the Mizzou hat. Oh, come on. Uh Uh-huh. Come on. Is that the pride? Is that the pride of Mizzou? That's the pride. Mm -hmm. And we got Grambling over here. I see it. Okay. Yep. That's right. That's right. Not Georgia. Don't get it confused. Uh-huh. Not Green Bay. Don't That's get right. it confused. It's not Garland High School or Green Hill. Thank you very much. Well, hi, Bill. It's so good to uh, have. Uh, we've got. Uh, we got a professional off in this bad boy. That's right. Come on, girl. Leading the foursome here. A fearsome foursome here. Uh, Mickey, what, you got a problem with your headset? What's going on over yeah, there? Yeah, he's choking, man. He's got the man is here. So you got somebody here on your level. Now all of a sudden you can't. Work your equipment. What's going on, man? What's happening? Easy, easy. <laughs> you What's know, uh, Mickey, you know why I said move over, Mickey. Make room for Brad. I, I he knows you. what. Okay. Knows. All right. I just want to make I'm sure you got that. I yeah. caught that. Yeah. What were you doing oh, 20 years God. ago, Everson? 20 years ago? When did that happen? What year was that? That would have been 2002. 2002. Oh, shoot. That was. Trying to find a job somewhere. <laughs> what are you doing now? You and me both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying to keep a job. <laughs> you Mickey, you have memories from 20 years ago? You weren't the veteran of the day at no, Texas I was Stadium. Not. No, I do I have not. a lot of memories uh, 20 years ago today when uh, Emmett Smith broke Walter Payton's NFL rushing record. You were there? I was there. Nice. Brad mm-hmm. was there. I was there. Uh-huh. Were you Bill there? Jones? I actually was not in the stadium. I was oh. watching on television. You yes. didn't have to work that day? Or, and I was listening on the radio is that what I oh. <laughs> See, he's not just another pretty face. He was listening on the radio. In fact, I had the TV <laughs> Wait, excuse me. Of course it wasn't that damn funny, Cubby. No, okay? Because <laughs> you know he's full of crap, man. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I will say this. When you take a walk down the Nike Star Walk here at Ford Center, or at the, on your way to Ford uh-huh. Center uh-huh. here at the Star in Frisco, what do you see right there by the atrium area? The first thing that you see as you take first a walk thing down you see. there. What's the first thing you see? Emmett Smith. <laughs> you do. And it's not That's just right. Emmett Smith, but it's that legendary day in mm-hmm. Cowboys history. 
20 years ago. Shall we start off with uh, Brad explaining uh, how he came up with such a neat saying? Can we have like Chris roll it for us first before we hear Does something? he have it cute? And I don't. So. Oh, wow. Chris, you are out of your mind. Because this is a Mickey's now producing on the fly. Now you let us down. We've been bragging on you all this time, and you let Mickey's us down. Mickey's p- producing on the fly, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> Mickey let me know 20 minutes ago that we would have the pleasure of having the voice of the Cowboys. And you want to know when he let me know? And probably two minutes ago? No, when he walked in that door right there. (laughs) Oh, no, that's a lie. You're lying, bro. Not kidding. Well, but we have one who can reenact it right here. (laughs) Move over, sweetness. (laughs) Uh, You know, the funny thing is, um, people asked me starting in training camp what I was going to say when it happened. And, And I told everybody the truth i have no idea it for some people uh, scripting a big call works yeah. I, I i don't think there's any question that al michaels did not make up in it uh, did not script in advance uh do you believe in miracles because I mean, it was a miracle it, i mean he knew it could happen right. and as the game was going along but you don't and I do know of guys who have tried to script big moments, and for me, they just fall flat. Right. It, they, they ring hollow. The whole joy of of doing play-by-play, Bill, you know this, you've done plenty of it, is that you don't know what's going to happen. And so you prepare. They prepare for any eventuality. You right. do the same thing right. in your own round. You prepare for whatever happens, and if it happens to be a big moment, then you hope that you have prepared enough and, and have the ability to rise to it. Mm-hmm. Now, in this case, we didn't know when it was going to happen. It was going to take an injury not to happen. It was clear that it was going to happen. It wasn't the greatest offensive line they ever had that mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. so it made it a little more uncertain. Or team, right? Yeah. Right. But um, So you have to find a way to simultaneously be in the moment – and be prepared for it. Mm-hmm. To I, the only thing I knew was that somehow I was going to have to mention Walter Payton right. because I knew how Emmett felt about him, and I knew how I felt about him. And I think I still think it's the it's the most significant individual record in football. I mean, the, all the rules change for the passing game, you know, and it, I don't even know how cornerbacks play today and you know the five receivers no idea either i i've noticed (laughs) you can't cover a guy so the passing numbers are nice but they just to me they're they don't mean nearly as much but that's that's a big boy record and so you had to be prepared for it but you didn't know when it was going to come and uh, i knew i would mention walter payton and i knew i wouldn't script it and the worst part of it is, if you listen to the whole call, I, I was fortunate enough to finish it well, kind of like Emmett, <laughs> because the, the worst thing that could happen would be for some uncertain run, bumping against bodies, some body part goes down as he touched one. It's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. I, I think he needed, my memory is that he needed about six yards, something like that. Mm-hmm. And he goes banging through the line and gets bumped and puts his hand on the ground. And if you listen to the whole call, I'm really uncertain 
Until whether he actually got it or not. When they spotted it. Where they spotted it. And trust me, Bob Thomas has been my statistician for more than 35 years. He's the best in the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started counting, and we actually had a conversation in training camp before even preseason. Let, let's just go through how we're going to do it because we can't make a mistake. You're only going to get one shot at this. So we cannot make. So we were watching every step. And it just wasn't clean. It wasn't a clean run. It wasn't a clean call. It's one of my least favorite calls. Um, and I don't have many favorite calls. <laughs> but, I'm, but I didn't but like that it. But that was a moment. That was a moment to make a call. Which, fortunately, I was able to finish well. But the call, the whole call, is just it's just kind of like, does he know what he's talking about? I mean, are you looking at the game? What are you seeing? Because that's was that was the run. And then if you if you were listening to the radio really that day, you would have heard. I, I my memory is that uh, that on the next either play or certainly his next carry. He lost a couple of yards. Yes, he did. And oh, and I come said, on, man. And, and I said he just gave it back. <laughs> he gave it back. Well, that... and, and then on his next carry, he picked up about sixteen yards. Ah, and I said, Emmett, that's what I was looking for three plays ago. <laughs> and as a parenthesis, I believe it was the same year. And I was doing uh, the national radio broadcast of the Texas A&M game. So it was Thanksgiving, so it was well after this. And in that game, Ricky Williams broke what was then Tony Dorsett's NCAA career rushing record. I was at that game. But he did it with about a 45-yard run. I actually said that once. And Ricky was there. Ricky said it was 60. So, uh, okay. So, like, but, I mean, it was a long, explosive, beautiful touchdown run. And I remember making the call and then saying, and that's how you break a record. Damn <laughs> it. So, yeah. so to, to explain. That was only in my head. Look, to okay. explain Brad's dilemma, uh, when Emmett touched the ball, he needed nine yards to tie it. Okay. And he ended up with an 11-yard 11, there run. You go. Yeah, there we go. And so on the two-yard loss, did he really give it back? Yeah, I think he okay. gave it back. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 If or, lightning, or, if lightning was, or they were tied, one of the two. Yeah. One of the two. But, I mean, yeah. if lightning had struck or the Martians had come and everything was vaporized, then he would not have been the <laughs> <Okay>. old <laughs> so, but so. You, you, so you actually got a mulligan there. <laughs> well, yeah, but what is – The ceremony had already taken place, right? No, no, no. The ceremony oh. was after the game. I mean, they I stopped mean, when, it. When, they, when DJ it, was on the side. Yeah, side they stopped I, it and I, he I went over there and hugged Daryl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he hugged Daryl, and he comes back out and loses two yards. Is that how it went? Uh, I guess it, it was very close to that. Something like that. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Something like that. Because it wouldn't have been after the series. Yeah, no, I mean, you have to wouldn't. stop You have to stop the game yeah. at that point. And then he gives it back, though, after that. I mean, he didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. But, you know, that's crazy. Yeah. I forgot and about took, that. Yeah. Well, that's, oh, everyone, I didn't. everyone did. <laughs> I didn't. That's crazy. That's Trust crazy. me, I didn't. Everyone so, had, had so forgotten it? it until Brad brought it back yeah. up 20 years ago. So how, 20 years did, later. did they win the game? Did no. They, they got beat 5-11 that year. 17-14. <laughs> so why not just take him out of the game right after he does it? Because. Oh, he wouldn't, have, he wouldn't have stood for that. Oh, no. did, did he stand for losing two uh, after that? But he got no. But he got, got sixteen right on back. the next yeah, carry. Yeah. No, I mean he did break. No. He did break it. Come on. Well, hold, no. what's, what's the point of actually being in the game 
Still, I don't know. Hey, has it been that long since you played? <laughs> I'm, I'm new school now, man. You yeah. got a pile of yards. You, There's no Texas State here. You know, right out behind us <laughs> yes. is a uh, running back in his seventh year who's got something going on with his knee. Mm-hmm. And after it happened, he came back in the game, hurdled a guy, and scored two touchdowns. <laughs> and every every – reasonable and objective observer would say, well, you got Pollard, you got a really good looking young back in Malik Davis mm-hmm. who you can elevate for the game. Then you got to buy. Sit down and you'll have essentially three weeks to get ready for the next game. Go tell him. Because he well, wants and, to play. And he said yesterday that would be soft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, right. and, and yeah, they. And that's why Emmett didn't and, come out yeah, of the game. Yeah, but they're going for something here. They were 11 and, uh, 5 and 11, you said. Well, okay. Not at that, but that was but October. That time, it was October, it was October 27th. Oh, October 27th, and they had oh, a, so they had three, a chance. Yeah, it was a you know middle of the season. You knew they didn't have what, a chance. It was week eight. You yeah. knew they didn't they have a chance. They had a three and four record Are going you familiar with Herm Edwards? <laughs> yes, I am. You play to <laughs> oh, win God. the game. You see what happened to Herm Edwards in college, so let's just Herm, get away from hey, him. <laughs> Herm was right. You play to win the game. No doubt. You no don't doubt. get – you know better than any of the three of us, you only get a finite number of chances in your lifetime to play football yeah. if you're lucky enough to play it. Mm-hmm. And if you really love it, which once upon a time you really did. I did. Then you not coming out. Mm-hmm. I'm, you're not. Oh no, I never came out. Well, there you. Oh, no, oh well. So yeah. what are you talking about? I wasn't going for a record. <laughs> I, I didn't just break a, an all-time record and then where I could just sit back and chill. Well, no, wait, wait, wait. No, when no, you no, got your eleventh interception, did you did you go sit? We down? were still in a game oh. where we were about to win it. He right. wants to. If you know Emmett, and I know you do, he wanted to pat it. He wants as many yards between him and whoever is next. Yeah. And there's no next. And there's no next because yeah, they. Because you don't run the ball enough. No, Nobody runs the ball. Why do you think next. you went to the Arizona no Cardinals? <laughs> well, partly for the money. And by the way, on that day, Emmett finished with 24 carries for 109 yards nice. and one touchdown. There you go. He right. wanted that 100. He wanted the 100. Of course he did. Well, he, yeah, wanted he wanted to win, too, by the way. And, you know, there, there was um, a couple neat things that, that happened, uh, I thought, at that game. And one of them – that always gets overlooked is um, the fact that Darren Woodson broke the yes, tackle yes, record. Yeah. That's that's like, you know, if you – the old joke about if the Cowboys charter plane goes down, it'll be all these people that got killed and then at the last paragraph also perishing Brad yeah, 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 right. <laughs> right? So what was your call on the Woody tackle? Yeah. <laughs> So here, if Woody were here, I would make something up. I probably had no idea. Here was here was, here was something that was uh, actually we did know we we but not not in the moment. I yeah. think we had to come back to. It. I think right. Bob, Bob said, "Hey, Woodson broke the late, late right. in the game. The yeah, game was yeah, still yeah. in progress." Yeah. There was a, a couple of cool things that happened also that day. So uh, Eddie Eddie Payton, Walter's brother, was at the game uh, with all th- uh, Walter's mother. Uh, Eileen, mm-hmm. and they were there in Chicago in '84 when Walter broke Jim Brown's record. Uh, mm-hmm. So they got to see both records broken. They brought mm-hmm. them in for the game. That's cool. In, in anticipation, and then the other thing that happened 
was John Wooten, the Cowboys' former scout, uh, personnel director. Terrific NFL guard, guard. in his day. He was All-Star. at the game. Is he Hall of Fame? No, he was up, but he yeah. didn't get he didn't make it. He was blocking for Jim Brown right. when he broke Joe Perry's rushing record, and he was at the game to see Emmett break Walter's record. So you had two people or three people that saw these records go down. I never knew who, who record Jim broke. Yeah. Think, think of that. Now. Joe yeah. Perry Joe played Perry. for the 49ers. Yes. He might be in the Hall of Fame. I think uh, he is, yes. Think of the lineage. Peyton... Uh, Jim Brown, Peyton, Emmett Smith. I mean, those are the And we're done. That's it. <laughs> kind of the longest records, in, and it was almost every 20, 20 years yeah, that's to right. break it, too, uh, which was rather amazing. Joe uh, Perry is in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Thank and, you for confirming. And, and uh, I knew Eddie Peyton uh, when I was working in Jackson, Mississippi at the paper. Mm-hmm. He had played at Jackson State with Walter uh, and was the golf coach at That's Jackson right. State That's for a while. Right. And so I interviewed him after the game, and I was asking him what his thoughts were. And he goes, oh, he goes, my mom and I think this is great because they brought Walter back to life. He had already passed away, right? And uh, that because of what Emmett did, everybody remembered what Walter had done. And, and they thought it was, it, it was, pretty, it was pretty neat that uh, – and, and she, had, she had a quote that – uh, you know, it, it. I felt like Walter was there with me, and uh, it was emotional for yeah, them too. By the way, That's so yeah, it was a uh, a pretty neat deal. And you know, not only was the fact that John Wooten was at the game, he was the one very instrumental in making the deal with Pittsburgh to make the trade so they can move up and get Emmett Smith, because the teams that were right in front of the Cowboys. Uh, Green Bay, Atlanta, and I think it was maybe the Giants. Everybody wanted a running back. Yeah. And and so after they made the trade to move the 17, then those other running backs, boom, 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 went off the board. Uh, and ahead, so, right ahead of Emmett. It, it, right Who ahead, were they? Af- Who were the so running backs right was, ahead of Emmett Smith? It was. Blair Thomas right was the number here. two pick in the draft. In the draft. Right, yeah. right. Yes. So Seattle, Green Bay, and the Giants were next. And in order, they took – uh, let's see. Harold Green went to uh, which one? Harold, Harold Green. Green. Harold Green. Steve Broussard went to Green Bay. Where did, where did Green go? Uh, he might have gone. Did Green Bay take two of Atlanta? I Cubby, think. you remember Harold Green? I don't. Remember. I don't. I think either. he went to Atlanta. Uh, Broussard maybe went to the pack, and this is off the top of my head. And then the Giants ended up taking Rodney Hampton. Mm -hmm. And I had asked Jimmy, like, if you didn't get Emmett, which of those would you have taken? And he said Rodney Rodney Hampton. Hampton. Yeah, that would have been a good one. So, yeah, so the Did fact play that with him? I played yeah. with him. In, he, in they, New York. he just went in the Giants Ring of Honor, yeah, I believe. Yeah. Right. And, and he and OJ and, and yeah. a few of those guys. So anyway, the, the trade was important. Uh, and, uh, and John pointed out, and he'll still point out today, that when they were on the clock, that Walt Jaworski, the old 
scout. I, I was trying to come up with an adjective to explain Walt. He was old. He was old. School. He was old school. He, yeah, was, he was really old. If you look school, up old school, right? you got a picture of Walt. <laughs> and, yeah. and 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 I'm sure you know they credit him for jumping on the table in the draft room and saying, "If y'all don't take Emmett Smith, you're all crazy." Mm-hmm. Probably in more colorful language yeah, too. Yeah. Well, knowing guaranteed. Walt, right? Yeah. yeah. He would have been censored three times in that one sentence. Uh, and, and Walt was the guy that was really pushing uh, Emmett Smith because the other guys were probably faster, right? Yeah, probably. But they weren't as good running backs as he was. I just always remember Emmett back in Florida. He always seemed – you could just see the humidity all around. It was almost foggy in the stadium all the time. His jersey was always torn off. And you just could see that he was always – so tired, but he kept on running. Yeah. And they would give him the ball every time, same play. And he just would truck along, truck along. He might get 20. He might get 30. I'm like, man, who is this little kid? He will not give up. Yeah. That was from an early age. You know, it's um, always of interest to me to remember that the Cowboys were desperate in that draft for James Francis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The linebacker from Baylor. He tried like twice. Yeah. Yeah. Wants to move up yeah. to get him. He couldn't do it. And then after Cincinnati took him, he right. tried to trade for him. Right. Damn. Yeah. And he couldn't get him. Yeah. Emmett was a consolation prize. Yeah. Just realize that. All right. We'll and, just you, take well, this that's, running That's back. how they treat slow guys. Man. Well, you know what? <laughs> well, I mean, is, you make bro. a good point. But you know what's really interesting? Every now and then something will happen. You pop up and you see a tape of Emmett running in some of those great early 90s years. And I, I, I forgot how shifty he was. I mean, he would get, obviously he had great blocking. Yeah. And, uh, but he would get into a little crease and, and give, you, give you a body part and take it away at the time that you got there. And there were some things that he did that I described live that uh, they must have just all run together. Because my, dad, my dad was a running back, and, and he always told me, you, you give him a hip. Yeah. And you yeah. take it away. Yeah. He was always And I bet, I bet you never made a call. And, oh, yeah, that guy ran Emmett down. Well, I'll tell you yes, one call did. I did yes, make. Yes, he did. No, I'll, I'll tell you a call <laughs> I did make. happened a few times. <laughs> I'll tell you a call I remember making in Emmett's rookie year. I believe they played Washington on Thanksgiving Day. And he's got a breakaway. Now, we're still all learning Emmett. Who, what did, we didn't pay any attention to anybody out of Pensacola or the University of Florida. So we're watching him in rookie year. It's Thanksgiving, and he's got a breakaway run down the left side, and Daryl Green's catching him, chasing him. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of my call, I'm calling the yards, and I said, well, he'll never beat Daryl Green because Daryl Green's a world-class <laughs> he is, sprinter. He, he, he has tracked down many a great man. And backs. he beat Daryl Green. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that was – I think in that moment I realized, oh, this might be a different guy. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. might be a different guy. I like to see him when the, when he would crease it, and it was almost like a trap play, and everyone's angles where they were just too too short. Right, and there he goes. Right, He's gone. Right. That was an Emmett Smith 48-yard touchdown run, the <laughs> clinching touchdown, and it went over Washington on, on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day, 27-17. Well, he'll victory. never beat Daryl Green. Oh, hold on. Ah, he just beat Daryl Green. Okay. It was a 132-yard rushing day. It was the second touchdown of the game. And uh, we're way past I know, the break. I know, I know. But 
I knew, that, when he came in, I knew the break was going to hell. Sorry. <laughs> hey, don't, don't, I was I invited. Ask, I didn't crash the party. I, I want to ask the question, <laughs> yes. is it a record that will ever be broken? And um, no. we know what the answer is. And do we answer it right now or do we? We can do it after the break. Brad, can you stick around for five more minutes? Okay, five more five minutes. Five more minutes. We're back in a second. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh, she's doing great. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? <sighs> great job, honey! Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. <sighs> Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite in 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Back, back to mixed shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. From corporate homes to your home, have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. Call now, 214-225-4860, and that would be kpostcompany.com. He never messes up, Brad. Now you're here. All of a sudden, he's got the... Well, because he's got the, the, profession, the, the, the professionals tongue, here. The thick tongue is What's working. Bill? Chopped liver? <laughs> <laughs> In here, yeah, he is. He is. Bill is High formation, two receivers right. Second and seven at the Dallas 30. Hutchinson, handoff, Smith and left guard, 35, 40-yard line. Right on the mark. That should do it. Move over, Sweetness. Make a place for Emmett. So at what point in your mind? And he didn't say, I hope. (laughs) So so when did move over sweetness come into your mind? Probably right then. Okay. I love that. I love that. There just had to be something about. You let the game come to you. Yeah, that's the the job. Right, exactly. And so. And then the, you had to confirm it, obviously. See where that ball was going to get spotted there. And that was the. Because if you remember. I love that. He kind of went down and. 
put his hand down and then vaulted himself I'm forward. not sure that his knee didn't I'm not uh-huh. sure that his knee didn't uh-huh. go down but he wasn't touched at the time yeah but you had to see it again to know all that but I think that I I just knew some some neuron fired that said <laughs> uh, saying sweetness will take less time than saying Walter Payton yeah and everyone will know right. what you yeah. mean by sweetness yes so but just in that moment. Yeah. But I like I like the pause, the pregnant pause, because in you're as I'm, like as I'm, as I'm like watching pause. as I'm watching the game through your eyes and through your call, I'm by the pause told me we aren't sure whether he got it or not. You know. Right. Yeah. Exactly right. It was a little intense there. Yeah. I mean, you had to wait till the ball got spotted. You had to wait till the ball got spotted. Even without saying words, you by with the pause, it it told me, okay, we this is suspenseful. Trying yeah. To figure yeah. Out whether he got it or not. Um, I'm sure it would have been babe. babe. So it's good that he didn't say something stupid. Yeah, but he. <laughs> Babe's and and Bill's worked with Babe, so he knows this. No, he would. Babe pays great attention to not jumping in and stepping on a call. Yeah, because Babe hates it when he hears calls that guys jump in. Now, handsome. Oh, part part of the beauty of Dale. My my very favorite. It's called beauty. My very Jason Garrett would say that's that's his greatness. I'm sure. My very favorite part of the call of the blocked field goal on Thanksgiving Uh against Miami is. As I'm waiting, because I'm frankly a little uncertain about who's touched it, where is it, was it beyond the line of scrimmage, what's the rule, and and we, there were three of us in the booth that day. But the, my very favorite part of that call is as we're kind of waiting, you hear Dale say, "Oh goodness gracious, Leon Lett, goodness gracious, Leon Lett, oh goodness gracious." <laughs> Then I knew I could lay out for a minute. <laughs> you know, I thought of that. I thought of that the other day. I was watching a game and there was a blocked. Uh, I can't remember oh, if it was a field man. goal or a punt, right? And there's a guy in the middle of the field going like this, mm. just waving his arms. Everybody, get away, right? <laughs> and it came to my mind. Why did somebody do that for Leon? <laughs> well, someone was trying. There were two or three guys trying, but. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> All right, oh so Emmett God. Smith, 18,355 yards. Hmm. Walter Payton, 16,726. Number three on the list, Frank Gore. Yes. With exactly 16,000 yards in his career before retiring. And he's done. Barry Sanders, 15,269. Done. Number four. Number five. Who has not retired yet? Adrian Peterson with fourteen thousand nine eighteen. But he's also not playing, right? He's and not he, playing, yeah. and he doesn't have four thousand so yards Dorset? left. In. What's that? Where's Dorset? He's tenth, I think. Tenth? Dorset is tenth at twelve thousand seven thirty nine. Okay, and where's and the Derek next Henry? Active, uh, Seven thousand. Well, the next active player, yeah, is I'm going down, down, down. Uh, is it Mark Ingram, Ingram. at number fifty? Yeah, with, no, with eight thousand seventy four. Yeah. No. The next active player is Ezekiel Elliott at 55 with 7,829. And for people who want to throw Zeke out the door. Yeah, get out of here. Derrick Henry is 62 on the list at 7,333. So those guys got to get 
Forget it. 11,000 yards? <laughs> Forget it. And they, have like, to, they have to get more yards than most running backs are ever going to get in their career Or more again. than they have now. And look, yeah. Somebody asked uh, Zeke yesterday about, can you play 13 years? He was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Emmett didn't put that record out there quite as far as what Nolan Ryan did with the strikeout record of 5,714. Right. But he put it out there. But I would say that the question is not, is Emmett's record unbreakable? I think the question is, what other records in sports are unbreakable? Because mm. that one's never going to get touched. The reason Nolan's could be in jeopardy is that the, the baseball is so full of pitchers who should not be in the major leagues, and they don't care if they strike out anymore. Yeah, Once upon a time, yeah. they tried not to strike out. They tried to put the ball in play. Now if they strike out, it's like a ground ball. They don't right. care. So that you could easily, not easily, but you could uh, conceivably uh, have somebody just pitch long enough to get a whole bunch of strikeouts. I, I would put, I would put uh, DiMaggio's fifty-six game hitting streak in the in the hopper. All right, let me let me throw out on on Nolan. Yeah, he's got that's, five thousand five thousand. That yeah, that's right. Yeah, five thousand seven hundred fourteen. Uh, number twelve on the list is the the closest active pitcher, Justin Verlander, at three thousand one hundred ninety-eight. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, we're talking twenty-six hundred strikeouts, and Max Scherzer's right behind him at thirty-one ninety-eight. It's unlikely, yeah. but there could ver- the way baseball is being played now, mm-hmm. there could be somebody who's, who's starting in high his school career, now, yeah, yeah, now. who who is going right. to just strike all kinds of people out because nobody cares anymore. That's but right. they don't let them pitch long enough. Well, that's that's going to make it harder. Yeah, um, I, I would say DiMaggio's fifty-six game hitting streak. Uh, and I think that uh, Byron Nelson winning 11 consecutive PGA tournaments in one season, in one calendar year. I don't see that being broken. Yeah, Ripken, Ripken is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Ripken's is a longevity. Ripken's is less a, an accomplishment, a specific accomplishment. Not that that wasn't an accomplishment. Right. Yeah, that'll never be broken either. Yeah. Uh, but that's it's a it's not a statistical thing yeah. the same way in my mind. What about those yeah. Cowboys eleven single season interceptions? Yeah, man, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's out there. It's out there. I, I've, Guys I aren't it'll be, intercepting passes like they. It, it, it'll be hard. Mm-hmm. It'll be hard to break. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see him just lead the league again. If we could do that this year, how many does he have this year? Three, three, three. That's a pretty nice pick he had. The leader is yeah. four now. He's hit, uh, you know what happens now. You know what happens now when he. So Everson and I have had this conversation a half a dozen times. Mm-hmm. One of the joys for me of calling his career and particularly that rookie season is. <clears throat> his ability to read the football in flight was singular. And when he knew that he had the angle that he wanted, it really didn't matter who the receiver was or where he was because he knew where the ball was. Exactly, mm-hmm. the ball, and, yeah. <laughs> and there was a, a change in Everson's body language. And I saw it, and I said, an aura came over him <laughs> that it wasn't there on every contested ball. But when I saw that— And I heard you say it. I, and I said, oh, he's going to intercept this. And i never seen it since until last year on yeah. two or three of Diggs's 
And I said, let's Covey. And then uh, I subsequently told Diggs that. And I said, does that make any sense? Do you know what I'm talking about? He said, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. And, and that was. And that's the, probably all he said. Uh, not much <laughs> yeah, more. Yeah, I do. But he's, he's he gone. said he, that's happened on two of his three interceptions this year. Like, I thought, it, I thought the, the, the Washington interception uh, when he tied it, uh, that was typical of how yeah, I, I did yeah, it. Yeah. Right, yeah. He was a he was the wide receiver. Correct. Period. You you right. didn't he, the, the wide receiver didn't even exist. Correct. That's that's how you play it. It was it's Willie Mays tracking down a ball in center yeah, field. Yeah, and you, exactly. there's a certain point right. where you can tell just watching that he's got this. No yeah, matter it know. looks it doesn't look right. like it. Right. Those, right. Those I'm gonna give you legs. two examples of that that happened in the game this past Sunday with other players. After we take that break. Oh, right. Uh, or you can go make Brad stay. No, Brad's going to go have lunch before the locker room opens. All right, Brad, Brad uh, before you leave, when was your first year in Dallas-Fort Worth media? 1970, December of 1970, but I wasn't a sportscaster okay, yet. When did you, about sportscasting, when did you host Sportsline Dallas? Sportsline on? Dallas started... Bill, I think it was in 1972. 50 years. I used to call in (laughs) on Sportsline Dallas, which was on a Sunday night at 9 o'clock on WRR 1310 AM. And we were down in the fairgrounds. And I think, I I can't prove this, but I think that on my first show was the first one in Dallas-Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. And I I know I got Hayden Fry, who was coaching SMU. He came in. Mike Ditka came in. Uh, and uh, Toby Hera, so who was the Rangers? So that's how I know Rangers shortstop at the time because yeah. there were no Rangers before '72. There you go. Oh, yeah, '72 is the first year yeah. of the Rangers, From, and so we might. This might be the same anniversary. Uh, the Emmett, the Emmett call <laughs> 20 years ago might be. The, the, this might be the 50 year anniversary yeah, maybe. of maybe. You debuting on Sportsline maybe. Dallas. All or right. maybe you right. calling in. Yeah, me doing. Yeah, now yeah. I really I, now, now I need lunch and a nap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the great Brad Sham and Mick Thank Shots continues in a moment. Thank you guys. Thanks, Brad. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh. She's doing great. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? Great job, honey! Oh. Oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. (sighs) Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. 
with John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Back, back, back to Mick Shots. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just 20 bucks. Join now and get your fan pack, exclusive benefits, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details. Hey, and join today. There you go. All right. This has been a special edition. Really? Of I was wondering how we were going to get through this day. Uh huh. Like, we're going to be boring today. Oh, my God. No, not at all. So, before we get we to, to the uh, injury update, which uh-huh. was pretty significant, when you were talking about guys knowing that they can do something before the rest mm-hmm. of us. So, I asked Micah Parsons. Uh, yesterday when he did his interview, I said, so on the play, when you chase down the tight end, when did you realize that it was a screen pass that you weren't going to get to Goff? And he goes, when they didn't block me. Mm-hmm. He goes, because they never don't block me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then uh, uh, for Cavante Turpin on the long punt return, and I would have never thought this. I said, so when you were set up at the at the seven-yard line, I said, I was convinced you were f- going to either fair catch or you were going to fake like you were going to catch it and let it go in the end zone. I said, so when did you decide that you were going to catch the ball and try to run it back? He said, when I saw the deep snapper coming downfield and he let up. Mm. And I said, aha, because he said – and he explained that the deep snapper is usually the first one downfield because yeah, he doesn't get blocked at, yeah. at the line of scrimmage. And he said, when I saw him let up, I said, I got a chance. And I said, no way. He goes, I'm watching the ball, and I'm watching the deep snapper. So that's his key. That's his key. Wow, I never, I never, thought, of, I never yeah. even thought of it, right? Yeah. But he knew, like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I got this, even though it's at the seven-yard line. That's amazing. That is. I never knew that about punt returns. And we're talking a rookie. How far so, did he go on that one? 52. And he would have had it if he either got one more block or the 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 uh, kicker kind of got in his way and he had to sw- – when he swerved around him, then the guy that made the tackle. His footwork is amazing. Mm-hmm. Love that guy. All right, injuries. Yes. Um, Emmett Smith, uh, rehab. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did it again, didn't I? <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott, rehab. That's twice in two days, right? <laughs> We've been talking about Evan. So Brad is gone. Damn, I Good, good thing. See, he thought you guys were lying, right? Harold Greed, what'd he do? Ezekiel Elliott uh, was doing rehab, but he was doing it awfully oh, well, man. by the way. So quit your laughing. Okay. Um, so he, 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 he I think good. they just want to get him to Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think and that's see, I, I, God, he runs so well when he's healthy. 
Uh, he runs so well. When he's how's Larry <laughs> Allen for this week? Yeah, right. <laughs> Nate Newton. How's Nate this week? Alvin Harper, uh, <laughs> Noah Brown with a foot injury, didn't practice yesterday, Uh-oh. and he's not practicing Uh-oh. again today. So he was sort of listed as a maybe in the press conference, but he didn't have his pads on. So he was rehab. I don't like that. So that means that the next guy up would be Jalen Tolbert mm-hmm. to have three. Um because they, they only have, I want to say they only have five wide receivers on the active roster. Mm-hmm. Just Fajoko's on IR. Yeah. And so uh, they would um, probably have to bring somebody up off the practice squad <laughs> if he can't go. Um, so that, that would be something to kind of keep an eye on. Um, Malik Cooker? Malik Cooker not practicing, doing rehab. And so that, means, that means Bland replaces yes, him? Yes, I think so. Don't mm-hmm. you? No, no, not Bland. Bland's replacing Jordan Lewis. Okay. Uh, Hooker, you would get more Donovan Wilson. Marquise Bell. J-Ron Keese. And, and um, Marquise Bell might be active. Bell could be active. They could, they could put Bell in and leave, leave uh, Wilson in the back. Yeah. Yeah. So, and or just he, play Curse more as a regular safety. Got a running team you're going up against. Yeah. But I don't know that you want Bell at free safety. No, no. You want Donovan at free yeah, safety. Yeah, he would yeah. have to. But no, he's I, been I playing up, too. I would bring Bell down into the box. I would bring right? Bell into the box. Uh, I think those were the guys that definitely weren't practicing. Terrence Steele came trotting out with the offensive lineman with his pads on. Good. So it looked like he was uh, – he was, what was good his to issue? go. Uh, he had a, ne- a neck injury. Mm. Mm. Um, and let me see if there was anybody else of significant. Oh, and Neville Gallimore um, was – no, he was full yesterday, and he was dressed and ready to go. And I can vouch for the big man, Jonathan Hankins, did practice yesterday, and he will practice again today. And somebody asked him, do you think you can play on Sunday? He looked at him. He goes, I've been playing all year. Why wouldn't mm, yeah, I play right, on Sunday? Right. It's not and like I, Peters where he's just yeah. coming out of retirement. Or yeah, he's, been, he's played like five. And as far as the safeties go, McQuamo is the other one. And McQuamo, that's who I was yeah. trying to think. That's, would, a, that's a good one. He yeah. would play. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. That kid can Bell play. hasn't been active. I, I was looking the at The last couple uh, games. Yeah. Wow. So just be numbers. And yeah. I'm thinking – that, gosh, every time I stand next to this guy, Damone Clark, yeah, it's like he's on the fifty-three now. I I think he's gonna find they're gonna find a spot for him on special teams because mm-hmm. he was when they were doing the special teams drills, he was right in the middle of it. I'd like to see what the depth looks like in the secondary. You know, put Bell in, see what he can do. Put him down there in the box. It'll be interesting how they. You know, because if they have to bring another wide receiver up, if they have to bring, you know, well, another running back up, mm-hmm. Malik Davis is mm-hmm. going to have to come up if if Zeke can't go. Um, well, just, he'll be active anyway. I'm just thinking. It's the third. Guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm just thinking, um, gosh, well, they might have to. Because even if they brought him up, that's only two running backs. Yeah, if Zeke you need, can't go, right? you need the next guy. And on then the you need the next squad. guy up, so you probably can't afford four Zeke's tight ends. Zeke, I just think he's. You playing. don't think he's playing? No, I Zeke think he is. is. Oh, okay. No, okay. Zeke's gonna play. Yeah, just the way he was talking yesterday, and, and watching him walk, it's like no limp. He he did pull up his elastic sleeve, and he had a little bit of a, a contusion there also. 
because I asked him, I said, so I've heard it different ways, a contusion, a sprain, and he goes, yeah, all that. <laughs> that's all. I, that's tough all guy. I got. Tough so, guy. He'll play. Yeah, everything all right. hurts. All right, well, are we, we done already? Yes, we yeah, are. We are We're past time. We're in overtime here on Mix Shots, <laughs> and we will chat at you again tomorrow at noon. Go Cowboys! This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!